I'm Simon, and a few years ago, I decided I wanted to make a change. I wanted to create a passive reoccurring income to support me and my family. Today, and a legacy for the future. Fast forward two years, and I've managed to generate over £10,000 worth of monthly passive income. I've set up the business, scaled the business, and now I've systemized the business to free up my time. So join me to find out how I've done it, how others are doing it every day, and how you can do it too. I'm Simon and welcome to another episode of the podcast where we cover all things property, creative cash flow and how to be financially independent today, not in 25 years. <sighs> That's what it's all about, guys. And I just want to say, look, it doesn't matter how old you are. That's not what it's all about. What it's about is not waiting till tomorrow because tomorrow might never come. That's that's the point. It's not get financially independent at 30 or 40 or 20 or 18 or 50. It doesn't matter what age. If listening to this and taking on any of these little bits and bobs on can enable you to be financially independent and retire or have less stress or less pressure in your lives one day earlier, then this was worthwhile. So, you know, I just want to make that really, really clear. This is for people that just want to improve their life a little bit sooner. And that's what it's all about. So today I'm going to talk about the power of creative cash flow. And creative cash flow, for everybody that's been asking me, all it actually is, is just creative ways to be involved in property. Creative ways to, to create more of that passive income that I've spoken about and that I always speak about. And today we're going to be focusing on my favorite form of this, which is rent to rent. And the reason it's important, you know, why? Why should I listen, Simon? Why? The, the reason it's important is because it can fast track you to that financial independence. And this has been the main catalyst for me being able to retire my missus, um, you know, uh, look after other members of my family for me to be able to pick and choose what jobs I take and what jobs I don't in the music world, um, which if you don't know, that was, you know, that's been my main thing for, for years. I'm quite relatively new to property, if I'm honest. So that's why it's important. It's, uh, you know, I've managed to create a business, which I think's done 400,000 pounds worth of revenue now in like 18 months. Uh, we're hitting around 10 to 14,000 pounds net uh, profit every single month and you guys can do it too. So a great place to start is where we left off in the last episode, episode three, my first investment property. And essentially what happened was naturally I ran out of money because that's what most you know people do. You have a pot, you invest that into a property, you save up, save up, save up, invest it into a property and then you run out of money and then you've got to save up, save up, save up again. And naturally, it takes years to do that. You know, it takes years. But I was searching for a creative way, and that's when I found creative cash flow and then rent to rent. 
And basically the great thing about rent to rent is you don't need big deposits. You don't need an amazing credit score or um, you don't have to pay stamp duty. You don't need a mortgage. Um, and the, the investment per deal is a fraction of what it is for a purchase. So first things first, what exactly is rent to rent? So the best way of looking at rent to rent is to sort of break it down and compare it to traditional forms of property investment. Now, traditionally, if you want to be involved in property from an investment point of view, you would buy a property, you would do some work on it, get it ready for the tenants, and then you would rent it out. So it's almost buy to rent. So, you know, as per the title, all rent to rent is, is you don't buy it. <laughs> you rent it and then you rent it. And it's actually a commercial strategy that's been going on for years. You know, your likes of Tesco and all your high street people, a lot of them, what they'll do is they'll lease buildings. They'll lease the building for 10, 20, 25 years. They'll pay the landlord, the property owner, the rent. Um, and then what will happen is they will basically operate their business in the property, whatever it is, whether it's a hairdresser's, a supermarket. Um, you know, some businesses are famous for owning their own property, such as McDonald's. Um, you know, um, the founder, that movie there, where basically they talk about McDonald's actually was a property business. It was real estate that was their long play. And the burgers and the fries, that was just their short game. So essentially, what you do is you rent out the space. You guarantee the landlord, the, the, the homeowner, the property owner, a certain amount each month. And then you then find creative ways to rent out that property for a higher amount. And the difference between those two figures and any other costs is yours to keep. It's profit. So there's different forms of rent to rent. Now, the way, the way of actually sourcing the deal, the underlining strategy of getting the properties is the same, but then how you creatively monetize the property can be different. And I focus and specialize in two forms of that. The first is rent to HMO. So what that means is, HMO is just a house share, by the way. What that means is you might rent an entire building that was traditionally a family single let, and it might have three bedrooms and a couple of reception rooms. And what you would do is you would guarantee the landlord rent for say five years, and then you would rent it out by the room, four different rooms. And because you're now collecting rent from four different people, you then might generate two, three, four times what you're paying the landlord. Now, the general premise of rent to HMO is that you will cover all the bills, the council tax, the internet, you'll fully furnish the property to add that value. Because a lot of professionals, they, you know, and students, they don't want to be bringing their own beds and all that. They just want to come in and not have to do anything. And you can charge a premium for that. So an example of that might be you guarantee the landlord £800 a month, you know, in the Midlands. Obviously, if you're down south, you're going to be like, really, Simon, I can't get anything less than 2000 So, yeah, don't, don't watch that. But if you're in the Midlands, and, and by the way, I've got um, people I know that are up north, Newcastle, Durham, they're paying £300 a month. And wow, 
That's crazy. So yeah, you might guarantee the landlord 800 pounds and say, do you know what? Let me rent your property. Let me rent your property. Let me, you know, I, I put the um, averted commas lease, but it's actually, it's actually manage the property, um, legally speaking. And we'll get onto that later. But for the purpose of keeping things simple, you rent the property. And what you'll do is you'll split it up into four rooms and you might, you might get £500 per room. So you get £2,000 in total, four rooms. You minus the £800. You might pay all the bills, the utilities, the internet. You might do a monthly cleaner, um, which might be another £400. And then what you'll do is you'll make £2,000 minus the guaranteed rent to the landlord, £800 minus the £400 for the bill. So you'll make £800 net profit per month. And I've done, I think in total, I've done 25 of these deals now over the last couple of years. Some of which I've ended up sort of doing on a more short term basis. So I'm not hold, I don't always hold that amount of properties, but I'm doing deals. Um, I think we hit 26, 27 deals recently. Now, the second way of adding value once you've rented this property is serviced accommodation. And that's essentially holiday lets or short-term lets where companies and people will rent your property out per night. So once again, you know, if it's a free bed property, you might guarantee the landlord £800 and somebody might give you £80 per night. So, you know, over 30 nights, you generate £2,400. You'd have costs, cleaning costs, turnaround costs, and, and this, that, and the other. But as you can see, there's quite a significant difference from the guaranteed rent you're paying the landlord, £800, to the £2,400 you might be able to generate. So that's essentially the concept of rent to rent. And I believe in the hybrid approach. So I do both HMO and SA simultaneously. And the reason I do that, and if you follow me on social media, if you don't, go and check it out. But you'll see some of the, the serviced accommodation bookings I'm getting um, for eight, 10, 25,000 pounds, some long-term bookings. So I like the big chunks of cash that the serviced accommodation income brings. And I also like the recurring passive monthly income that the HMO brings. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this sounds well too good to be true. Why would anybody, why would anybody just give you their property when they know you're able to earn this amount of money? And I thought the same too. I remember when I, <laughs> I remember coming home, um, you know, I went to some courses and did some research and I remember coming home and telling some of my family members, they were like, what, 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 what are you talking about? They, someone's going to give you their property. Isn't that subletting? But why would they do that? And what happens is, guys, subletting is not illegal in itself. It's only illegal if you are hiding it from the home owner. So what happens is, generally speaking, when you sign a tenancy agreement, if you're renting, I rent, by the way, um, but that's, <laughs> that's another episode. But if you're renting the property you live in, you would have signed an AST, um, a tenancy agreement, and one of the clauses would be no subletting. That's what makes it illegal. The fact that there's a clause in there. 
Now, on the other hand, what we do is we actually sign a management agreement or a company let agreement with the landlord or the agent. And we remove those clauses because they agree, they are happy. They say, hey, if you can guarantee my rent, I'm, I'm happy for you to manage the property, for you to have your own tenants and do all your checks and have them on an AST. So it is, it is theoretically speaking, subletting, but it's not illegal subletting. And a lot of people don't fully understand that. And I think I will do an episode on, you know, on that going in a little bit deeper. But yeah, I remember when I came home, they were like, what are you talking about, Simon? Like, nobody's going to give you their property to do that. Isn't that illegal? Like, why would they do? What happens if this happens? What happens if you can't pay the rent no more and you're still guaranteeing them the rent? And I've got answers and solutions to all those questions. So yeah, guys, that is it for me today. I hope that you um, found that useful. I hope that you, I know that some people are going to be like, wow, penny drop moment. But yeah, this is going on all the time. Uh, a lot of people are doing it. There are dangers. And I will just say, you know, I want to keep things 100% balanced and 100% real. It isn't easy. There are some downsides. You won't benefit from the capital appreciation unless you put a lease option to purchase. Um, and, and, you know, you don't own the property. But the thing is, guys, unless you own a property outright, you don't own it anyway. You don't pay the mortgage. The bank will take it off. They'll take it off you quickly. So, um, you know, um, Rockefeller famously said, own nothing, control everything. And if you look at companies like Airbnb, Facebook, Amazon, um, Netflix, they don't, well, Netflix and Amazon have started to own more of their stock and their content. But Uber is another example. They don't own the cars. Airbnb doesn't own the property. They control the process, monetize it. And of course, our aim here is to build cash flow so we can become financially independent. And then, by the way, my strategy is then to reinvest that money into purchasing. So I've purchased several properties now. We continue to build our portfolio. So yeah, guys, hope that's interesting. Any questions, hit me up on social media. Thank you very much for all the support. And remember, don't wait 25 years, get creative. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out simonsmithonline.com. See you next time.